everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Well, the great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, I got a job for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out the wall! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman? Michael! You should. Ah, the boogeyman. That's Jamie Lee Curtis in the brand new Halloween 218. 40 years of the Halloween franchise has climaxed, if you will, at uh, uh, the theaters this past weekend. It's that time of year. I'm, this is Douglas Viviani with the horrifying David Cohen. Yes, thank you for inviting me, Doug. There we are. In a, in a few days, actually, Halloween will be upon us. And coincidentally, Hollywood's latest attempt to run a chill up your spine, the latest installment of the movie franchise Halloween is here to provide us with entertainment that has nothing on its mind but sheer terror, more horror than answering the door for those who dress up and ring that doorbell and yell trick or treat. There have been 10, do you know that David Cohen, 10 Halloween movies. It's almost like an annual thing at this point. How? The new Halloween movie. It's unreal. Well, every four <laughs> years, apparently. What 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 are your memories of the original Halloween, and have you seen any of the incarnations after that? Uh, I have good memories about the original Halloween. I don't know if you want to talk about it right we'll now, but I have not. I have, n- I have seen one uh, sequel, which was okay, and the rest I heard were awful, and I never saw another one after that. Well, I'll tell you, I've seen them all. Wow, you have a lot of time in your Not hands. all of them in the theater, but I have seen them all, lots of them in the theater. Halloween 78, the original. Halloween 2, the original sequel. Halloween H2O, the 20-year anniversary. And this one, Halloween 218, all star Jamie Lee Curtis and are the ones to watch. I see. The others, honestly, you could ignore so like, every one of them. So like six of them didn't even have her in it. Correct. Wow. And they, I should, shouldn't say that. Two of them were Rob Zombie's remakes. Oh, uh, the latest. okay. And right, they right, had right. that character in it. They didn't have her in, her it, in it, but they had Laurie Strode in it. And they were okay. I'm not going to say they were bad, but they, they were probably, this, what would you say, the ones that are watchable after the one, the four I mentioned. Uh, and the ones after that are, I mean, watchable, but they're... They just Friday the Thirteenth, and they've lost their their way. The other ones, mm. you know. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's time to celebrate Halloween with us examining the horror movie with an eye towards recommending a few movies that maybe you've not seen before, or might uh, they uh, if you've not seen them, or they do, they deserve your attention again. Uh, don't don't worry though, we're not here to trick you. For the very least, we are going to aim to provide you with a treat. 
for those who enjoy screaming. At oh, the you movies. did the trick and treat thing. Okay. Very clever. Now you like that. So on this, this is Halloween. Oh, okay. Hey, I got you like it that? Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Now, what do you love? Let's talk about the original. What do you love, or what did you love in 1978 when you were 16 about the original? Or maybe 17, but I think it was 16 at the time. I was 15. Oh, um, boy. I was, I was such a child. So what do I remember about it? Yes. I remember I was there with you, buddy. I you and I, that. believe yep. it or not, went to see the original Halloween together when it came out in the theaters in 1978. Yep. And uh, to this day, uh, I think it's one of the spookiest movies I've ever seen. Uh, it just, just all the sequels and, and ripoffs, they just pale in comparison. Because I think part of it is Hitchcockian. And John Carpenter uh, did this on purpose, I think. They they took time, as we've said in other movies uh, that they've done, not done, They took and, and many of the sequels they didn't do this, they took the time to introduce you to many of the characters, not just one. You knew, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, her friends, her dad, you knew the doctor, you know, Donald Pleasance. You, you got true. to know There's all the- character development there. Further, yeah. you knew Michael Myers 15 years before that movie. You, it opens where Michael Myers is a kid of, of oh, maybe right. eight or That's something right. like that, a yeah. uh, 10, and, and he uh, killed his sister. Yes. To start the movie. So it really laid all the groundwork for a good, I'm going to say, at least a half hour of the movie before it started rolling into this horrifying situation. Right. And, and it started slowly, too, because then you see the little kid in class that Laurie's going to babysit, and you see this omnipresent uh, man with a mask oh, standing so around. Scary. Remember that? Standing around and he, school. She was like by the window, and you saw him like where the, all the laundry was hung, which I thought was a great yes. effect. Out out through the window, downstairs, outside, you saw the, the, the sheets blowing in the wind, and then all of a sudden you see this figure just standing there. Yeah. And then... And it would scare you, like, literally almost out of your seat. And then she'd turn around and he'd be gone. You know, that sort of thing. And the the music accompanied oh, yeah. it so well. John Carpenter, the director, wrote all the music for the movie. Wow. And they did it in such a way. Or they would do this 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 flash, like they did in, in Psycho. This, I can't imitate it, but it's really, it's all of a sudden this sound, whoosh, or something, you know. And, and you'd, you'd, you'd look and he's not there anymore. Uh, or he would get, you know, he would get up after being shot or something, and he'd get up for, like the Undertaker did in, oh, yeah. in WWE, just like sit up straight, like automatically. Yes. Like, oh, it was so weird. It was yes. so scary. Think about the Undertaker stole that from from Halloween, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but it was it was just, and it was a roller coaster. And then on television, when the kids are watching TV at the making popcorn, they're playing Forbidden Planet. If you don't remember, you don't remember this. And they playing. They also played the thing, the original thing, which before. John oh Poppin yes, I remember. Remember that. Remade it, by the way. Yeah, it's a 1950s movie with James Arness from Gunsmoke, and uh, and they those two movies in different scenes were playing at in the background, the background yeah. you know, when Laurie was you know babysitting. So it was it gave you this sense of normalcy, and I would be like this, and I would do this if I was babysitting at whatever she is, 17 years old, uh, a kid in high school, you know, like uh, so it put you there. You really related to these people and that's when it started to turn awry and when someone died you cared about them dying on some level right it wasn't just a group of teenagers that you know you'd never met before and suddenly you know we're all 
being eliminated one by one. Exactly. So that's that's a little piece of it. Now I'm going to play a little piece of very short of, of my one of my scariest movies of all time, besides Halloween, uh, that I uh, play once in a while for Halloween. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Oh! Where's that from? Do you know? Oh, Night of the Living Dead. What'd you think of that? George one? Romero. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had. I didn't appreciate it when I first saw it because it had been out obviously for years and years and years, and um, I appreciated it later for some reason, which is odd. So, like the first time, I was like, Neh. but after that, I got it. Uh, we saw this one with a friend of ours, Gary M., my yes. dad, and my brother. Twelve o'clock midnight. Oh wow! In the Hicksville movie theater, used to play these movies at night, midnight. We first, I think, eleven o'clock, they played uh, Young Frankenstein. So it it came on the screen at. 12.30 and off at 2 and we were horrified walking to really? the car oh, wow. at 2 o'clock. <laughs> oh, well, the, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that. It, was, it was unbelievable, uh, the experience. Again, it's 16 to 17 too. That's that's part of it. You know, you, yeah. you get into these you're, movies more when you're You're still a youngin. Yeah. So that was cool. I know one of your favorites, and I don't have the clip for it, is The Ring. Oh. That's the most recent one, which, which is the one where you they're told what? If you watch TV, you're going to die within, or a certain yes. channel or something, you're going to die within seven days? Yeah, if your TV comes on and you stare at it or something, then you're going to die within seven days. It was the girl crawling out of the well, that movie. It was, the, And I didn't see the, the original Japanese film, which apparently right. was even scarier, and I will, I will not see that because... <laughs> I, I was so spooked by the remake that right. I just, it, it was unsettling. I was like, come on, I'm a grown man. Why am I, like, in my apartment refusing to look at my TV screen now, worried that it's going to come on in any second? <laughs> and uh, so it, it it was scary, but it had that spook factor. That's what I look at in a scary movie. Like, how, what is my reaction after the movie's over? Does it stay with me and continue to spook me? Then I know it's done its job, and I like those movies. That's why you're in radio, because television's not been on in your house since. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back exactly. right after this, and everything old is new again. <laughs> You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. The one hope. The only hope, the exorcist. Oh, man. Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again, Halloween style with the horrible, how do you say horrible? That's not right. The horrible David Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> horrorful? Uh, the horror is that a word? The, horrifi the rather horrifying. Horrifying is good. Uh, now, not horrified. Well, that movie horrified me. We spoke last the section about a movie that lasted and stayed with you. After watching The Exorcist, which I believe I saw, believe it or not, the day after the junior prom with a bunch of people, including our prom dates. That was a little odd. Was I there? I don't think you were there on oh, that okay. one. Um, it was rather odd. I had already been blown off by my prom date. I was on my own. <laughs> you were in a, I think you were in the fetal position in your bed at the time. Yeah. Uh, one of the many times, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it was. I don't know how to describe that. Now, it holds up a little bit, but back in the day, we weren't as gory in the movies as we are now. Right. So when you saw her head spin around, when you saw her vomit and so forth, when you saw the things or heard the things that she was saying in the different voices, 
it was extraordinarily horrifying. And back in the day, in the late 70s, that was the most horrifying movie of all time. I besides agree. maybe uh, Night of the Living Dead, which I think this was certainly more horrifying. It was. It, it, it was, first of all, technically, you know, the way it was directed and the technology they used was much better than Night of the Living Dead. But the things, I think it still holds that, that spook factor. If you watch it today on a, you know, relatively nice side screen with the full sound effects... Uh, it is still scary. Yeah. Absolutely. The only, only thing I would say is that Halloween, uh, again, established characters you liked. I'm not so sure that you liked, cared, liked so much the the little girl and the mom. You did like them, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't identify really. no. as much, you know? That, I agree, yeah. So it yeah. had that little little smidge of a missing of that factor, uh, and further, it didn't have any reference to, to uh, Star Trek or to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to William Shatner at all. And why am I yeah. saying that? I'm trying to work in the fact that, uh, do you know what the mask is, that the original mask that Freddie, I mean, I was saying that Michael Myers was using? No. Wearing? It was a, no, what was William it? William Shatner, Captain Kirk mask. Get out. I'm serious. Are you serious? Yes. I'm just remembering it now. They, they play with the hair and they open up the eyelid slit yeah, a little yeah, bit more, yeah. but it, it was I Captain Kirk mask <sighs> from the 1970s, yes. Wow. <laughs> Learn something new every How day. How wild is that? Now, in the later movies, they changed the mask and didn't use it as much all the time. The original movie, it's the, uh, that's the mask. Somehow very apropos. There you go. There's, there's our reference to Star Trek. How about this one? This goes back a little bit to 60, 1960. And uh, before I tell you what it is and so forth, listen to this. See if this uh, gives you an idea. Put me down. Mother. Oh, God. Mother. What are you running away from? She looked like a wrong one to you. It's not as if she were a, a maniac. She just goes a little mad sometimes. She wouldn't even harm a fly. Oh, man. Do you remember that one? Oh, sure. Psycho. Psycho is pretty good. It is. It's very scary. Um, and that... That that became part of like the vernacular growing up. I mean, it was it, that pr movie predates us, but right. you know when you were you were you were mimicking going after someone, holding your arm up in the air with a with a fake uh, an air knife, right, and and making the stabbing motion, you would always go that the music yeah. that was playing in the movie. It what? just became iconic for the shower scene the where shower scene. Janet Lee, who was a huge star at the time, was murdered in yes. the shower. Now, what reference? Do you have, do we know the reference yes. between Janet Lee and Jamie Lee Curtis? It was her daughter, yeah. How about that? Jamie that Lee Curtis mom. was Janet Lee's uh, daughter. So yeah. the two of them are in two of the most iconic horror movies of all time. That's right. Pretty pretty interesting. It is. Uh, besides that, there was also another Hitchcock movie that scared the heck out of me when I saw it as a first as a, as a kid on television, uh, The Birds. I mean, birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason, you know what I mean? I think we're in real trouble. Huh? I don't know how this started or why, but I know it's here and we'd be crazy to ignore it. To ignore what? The bird war? Yes, the bird war, the bird attack play. Call it what you like. They're massing out there someplace and they'll be back. You can count on it. All right, so what did you think of the birds when you saw that one? Oh, it was great, too. I mean, I was a kid, and, and uh, the scene where the the explosion of the gas station yeah. and, uh, and just the the uh, the phone booth when the birds are, like, breaking the glass in the phone booth um, and the, the, the schoolhouse with the kids running and getting attacked by the birds. It was I remember because it was so weird. It was so out of left field the, that the birds would turn on humans. 
Uh, it was just, it just kind of shook you, you know? It, I think was, it was so was... unbelievable, like birds, who cares right. even if a bird pecks you? But it looked was. real, and right? Then, then, yeah, and it became tons of birds, Yes, and then they, you know, they, they hold themselves up in this house, and it just was so, of course, Alfred Hitchcock was so incredibly well-directed again, two of them, the Hitch- Psycho, and, and, and I think all horror movies should aspire to do what Hitchcock did. Yeah. Again, he took the time to build these characters up, and the Spence little, it's almost like going up that roller coaster, you can't start at the stop, the top of a roller coaster <laughs> exactly. and go down, right? right, right. You've got to go up, and it, it, it gives you, and you hear that clicking, and as you're going up the roller coaster, it gives you that anticipation, which is almost more of the fear factor than being at the apex and going down. Right. Uh, right. So, and that's what these movies are to me, and that's what Halloween was also—a great roller coaster ride. And uh, so, you know, I think those are the epitome. Also, here's one that I know is one of uh, David Cohen's favorites. Well, a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. You can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, <laughs> distinctly. What do you Here remember about that Johnny. one? Johnny. Yeah. Uh, the Shining was a great, also very spooky movie. I know Stephen King wasn't thrilled about the film adaptation of his book of the same name, but uh, I remember seeing it in the theater also because I was old enough to see it when it first came out and also just, just creeped me out. You know, I think he didn't like uh, some of it because what went on in the book was not entirely what went on on the screen, and some of what went on in the book was in people's minds and all. You just They didn't have the exposition to explain, really, what caused all this yeah it was, was going sort on? of what you were talking about before where the book probably was more into the character development whereas the movie you know went there a little bit but probably not as much as he would have liked it to um it just kind of cut to the chase right like the book started well before the hotel was like the very the the back part of the book right there was a whole story about him uh in, in the beginning of the book and the movie just sort of alludes to it really uh, you know, and his pressure and his life that he's going through, and also uh, you know, to help explain some of what why he took this job and all. Right. But besides that, what went on previously, and what was the denom- demonic uh, possession, if you will, of that house, which or, which they didn't really get into too much right. in the movie, right? right. So, um, but, but again, the movie itself, I think, did a great job. Yes. You know, creeping the and there were flashes here and there in the movie of, of the stuff the at past, it. what went on in the past in the, in right. the place. But if you didn't catch it really fast, you didn't even you didn't see get it, it, right? You know, because uh, it was a lot of history to that location. Here's one that uh, I don't know. A lot of people like it's it's okay. It's more or less a slasher, but I think the idea of going to sleep and, and being attacked in your sleep is horrifying unto itself. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't now what's with what's with the boogeyman? That's a second reference. Halloween had one as well to the boogeyman. They should make a horror movie called The Boogeyman. They probably something. did. And maybe they did. <laughs> I mean, like everyone's talking about the. Like, that's what you. That's when you're a little kid. Of course, that's your, yeah. the, the the horrifying being in your sleep or under the bed, right? Yeah, the boogeyman. Uh, Don't let the or boogeyman in the closet. Yeah, 
Yeah. Boogeyman's in the closet. And by the way, if you watch the, uh, well, there was a closet scene in Halloween. The new one, I'm not giving it away, there's a ha- Halloween, uh, there's a closet scene there as well oh, that's going to okay. that's gonna be part of the roller coaster ride. I know you have one you want to mention, the uh, a different movie? What? Well, we, we were talking about movies that personally have creeped right. me out, spooked me. A uh, big one was The Blair Witch Project. The original one back in uh, around 99 or so. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry because it is my fault because it was my project. I'm so scared. Now that one lasted, uh, you know, with me. I saw the end of it and like a couple hours later, I remember it finally hitting me what happened at the end of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it lasted for a while, where the kids are up against the wall and behaving for this entity that is going to kill them one the ne- next, but they're just waiting to be slaughtered. Yeah, and the, I think the brilliance of this movie was that you never you never saw the witch. Right, it was all about the kids and the reaction and the fear and and the clues that were being left and. Oh, and back then, you know, the handheld camera, the whole movie thing was very new to the world. So from a filmmaking perspective, it was it was very creative. And yikes, yeah, that stayed with me for yeah. a while. We'll be back right after this. Hopefully we stay with you. It is the, it is theme of To the Exorcist somewhat similar to Halloween. We're back. Everything old is new again. Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. It is safe to state that the grandchildren of some of the people in this dinner will not be born on Earth. They come from the bowels of hell, a transformed race of walking dead, zombies guided by a master plan for complete domination of the Earth. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani with David Cohen, and we're talking about Halloween, Halloween movies. We're inspired by the brand new Halloween 218, which is out now, which I think is pretty good. It might be worth a, a view. How about some movies that have been advertised and 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 promoted and as if they're the greatest movie on the planet and are the worst horror movies of all time. That, of course, is Plan 9 from Out of Space. We did a whole show on that, watching that, as if we were Mystery Science Fiction Theater 3000 ourselves. So you can go back and check that out on everythingoldisnewagain.biz. That's everythingoldisnewagain.biz. But... Uh, that was, a, of course, a horrendous movie from Ed Wood in 1958 with Tor, uh, the, the bald uh, wrestler, and uh, Bela Lugosi's last movie. And it was just, I mean, have you seen that movie all the way through, by the oh, way? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it was... A few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen it with anyone? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did they it's, last... more, it's more fun to watch it with someone, of yeah, course. Right? The comments and so forth. Yeah. You can make your own comments. It was, it was just horrifyingly bad. Are there any others... That come to mind to you that are horrible, horrible movies that you would not suggest watching, and for whatever reason during Halloween. Well, yeah, uh, there are a few. They back oh, twenty years ago tried to remake Psycho, uh, and that was a complete disaster. It's like they du- they tried to duplicate the whole movie in color instead of in black and white. And the first question that comes to mind is. Why would you try to remake a classic, 
especially by Alfred Hitchcock. So right away, it's going to pale in comparison. Pale in comparison, even though it's shot in color. <laughs> like ah, that, like nice. Yeah. The only thing I would say about that is, or add to that is, exact same script, yeah. exact same camera angles. They tried to imitate the exact same movie. Like there was no creativity into creating something different at all. In fact, if you see Psycho 2, which is not Alfred Hitchcock, and was like made... Something like 15 to 18 years later. I remember that. It was yeah. still pretty good. It wasn't bad. But this one. I, what goes through the minds of these people who who actually say yes to this idea, right? I, I, Anne Heche was in that one, right? Which is crazy. She's. I mean, you'd think she would look at this and go, what are you guys doing? Well, Anne Heche and the word crazy do go in the same <laughs> sentence, yes. Uh, <laughs> for many reasons. And I think for choosing this is, is one. And I, I, listen... I think it came about in the time where people were trying to colorize old black and white movies, and I think they said, rather than colorize Psycho, let's just make the thing all over again. It'll be fine. We'll we'll do exactly the same. And how, how do you? It's everyone. Uh, is, yeah. It's iconic. Everyone's seen the original. Why would you want to see the exact same thing over again? Exactly. Makes makes right. no sense. Right. How about one that I think you know you might watch for a minute and then say, what am I doing? Robot Monster. Have you heard of this? No. 1953. There's a guy in a gorilla suit. Hey. And a diving helmet on his head. <laughs> uh, One of those old diving helmets, like from 20,000 Leagues Under yes, the Sea, that yes. sort of thing? He's a robot monster. It's like a real, it's a strange thing. And this robot is sent to Earth to uh, to destroy Earth. And, and he manages to do so. All of the people on Earth are destroyed by him, except for five. And he since spends the rest of the movie chasing down these five people. So you and didn't see that? Oh, who knows? You don't even you, see. You okay. barely see what he did well, to Earth is down to, They're down to five survivors, and that's yeah. where the movie starts. Correct. Uh, and he's got a, a ray gun that looks like a kid's toy. It's just uh, you need you need one of those, especially in 1953. Those are the, that was the weapon of choice, the ray gun. That one sounds like a good movie for and i haven't done it yet for science fiction theater 3000 to do to well, mock. That'd be perfect yeah you know and if they don't do it i guess we'll have to do it yes we will the <laughs> the radio version exactly which always translates well well you can you can <laughs> simulcast that you know you turn us on oh that's and true i will hit a like a, a bell and you start the same movie. can we do that with you can we do this on youtube and actually we could do it now on youtube yes oh well, we have, and, to, do, we have to do that we have to all right well, all well right. that's a good you know what? i'm gonna keep that piece of paper you have another one uh, I do. Now, I can't say I've seen this one, but just reading the, the the description, it's called The Creeping Terror from 1964. Just to give you the, the background on it, that they lost all of the audio. They shot the movie, and apparently somehow they lost all the audio. So all they had was the visual film, and they didn't have enough money to apparently like hire the actors back and, <laughs> and dub over the, the film. So they just had some people do it in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, not only that, it doesn't sync up necessarily to the what you're seeing, so it's just this bad overdub of the voices, not totally synced up, and and it sounds like you're the monster you were just describing. It's like this guy, it's a Chinese dragon, but it's a person, and walking around in what looks like like this really dirty, grimy sleeping bag, and that's that's the monster, and. Um, yeah, apparently it's on a lot of lists as like the worst horror movie of all time, The Creeping Terror. Look for it in uh, on Netflix or something like that. <laughs> That'll be one of those ones where you go through, whether it be Netflix or any of the pay services, and and 
you know, how you have to rent certain movies or direct TV, yeah. you know, and that one will be the one that's for free, you know, yeah, right, free exactly. movies. Free. Uh, <laughs> we'll pay, we'll give you a $5 credit on your account if you just watch this. <laughs> that sounds like What's Up Tiger Lily. Remember that one with, with uh, Woody Allen? That was the original Mystery Science Theater 3000. Exactly. Movie, right? he, he created that whole idea. Yeah. Pretty much. What he did was he, he put his own dialogue, as they did here, into an existing movie. But more to, to mock it. Yes. Right. And yes. It, was, it was hysterical. It was so funny. It was really good. Uh, but we digress. Yes. How about a little sci-fi horror movie? Sure. That's horrendous. Okay. It mixes Friday the 13th, which I don't think any of them are any good, but to begin with. Yeah, me neither, but okay. And Friday the 13th, Jason X. Jason X. They froze the body of Jason, and somehow he ended up on a spacecraft. Hmm. Going somewhere. Well, that can happen. Of course. And they thaw him out, and the hilarity ensues on the ship. Oh, they thaw him out on the ship. Yeah. Okay. So he's now- So someone, he was accompanied. They sent him on a spaceship with yes, people. with a crew, yes. <laughs> and on just, top just, of just, it- Just to make, just to uh, basically create the premise of the movie. That's why they did it. And the <laughs> astronauts, two of them were young ladies- and they wear in outer space half shirts, where they show belly shirts, so you can see the picture. So I mean, it, it's so oh, wow. it's it's so bad, like just it looks clearly. like a, it, it it says it's from two thousand one, but these women look like they're wearing outfits from like a sixties sixties go go movie. Yeah, you know? they they clearly were made just to, to the movie. Let's be able to use different outfits to have attractive women uh, be hunted by Jason. I mean, wow. really, really bad. Just, yeah. I don't know if you have any others or not. I have one that's a really good one that I that was rated bad, but oh. I think you should see. No, that's interesting. Let's hear uh, that. That's Denzel Washington and John mm-hmm. Goodman in a movie from 1998 called The Fallen, where there's a demonic presence in, in inside of a serial, serial killer. Serial killer, just before he dies in the electric chair, touches a prison guard and his essence goes to the prison guard and any time, and, and then he kills and then any time that someone is touched by this person that's incorporated with the essence of this demon, uh, it becomes the demon. He takes over your body. And Denzel Washington John Goodman are uh, cops trying to solve these murders, a string of murders. Huh, and he finds out this. And it, it's it's a great idea. I thought it was done really, really, really well. I mean, I just the fact that both of them, John Goodman and Denzel, would agree to be in this movie, to me, says it's a probably a pretty good movie. Yeah, I would definitely check it out. It, but did you say it's been on lists of, of the worst horror movies of all no, time? No, it's not. No, it's just it, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like 42. Oh, I so see. I, okay. But I don't know why. I thought it was really done well. I'll have to check so It's one out. of those ones sometimes I don't know if people are, are or the reviewers are right about. Hmm. Check it out. The Fallen. You have any others? Cool. Just a list of 30 seconds here? Or? Uh, there was a, I remember there's a really bad uh, remake of Halloween, speaking of Halloween. Halloween 3 season oh. of The Witch. Um, which, you know, right off the bat, there's no witch in it. I don't, I never really got it. You're waiting during the movie. Okay, where's the witch? No, there's no witch. Ah, that's great. And there's no, uh, uh, Michael Myers and there's no Jamie Lee Curtis exactly they use the it's like Halloween. this company that makes ma- uh, Halloween masks and when you put it on you die or something like that it's just dumb it's horrible we'll be back with this and everything old is new again This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show. 
with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. You shouldn't have done that, my dear. It is Kathy. It's Kathy's body under the wax. I knew it all the time. Everything I ever loved has been taken away from me. Not you, my Marie Antoinette, for I will give you eternal life. Uh, welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. If you listen to Everything Old is New Again and tune in to everythingoldisnewagain.biz, our show will live on in infamy forever on the internet. That's our eternal life, if you will. How about that? That's cool. Hey, listen, can I just say something before we get... I'm not pitching. Yes. It, it sounded like I'm pitching a product, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, Doug, have you looked into... Um, there are two recent horror movies that I think are really good, and, and yes. I just want to throw them out there. Yes. Um, because they kind of... Like, we've seen everything. You know, that, that clip you just pay, you played reminded me of the concept of that, oh, her body was covered in wax. You know, if you go back in time, that was a concept that probably blew, blew people's minds, right? Yes. But flash forward to today, we've seen everything, right? There's nothing out there that, that's going to shock us or scare us. Not entirely true. I don't think so. There are two movies that came out recently that are really good. They're horror movies, um, and I have not seen things like this before. Uh, one is called The Babadook. It's been out for uh, a yes. couple of years right now. It's based on a, a children's character coming to life and scaring the bejesus out of everybody. Really well done. In, 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 the, uh, in the genre of, of almost like exorcist type of, of thing. So it's cool. And, and A Quiet Place, which came out recently, um, probably not in theaters anymore, but you can probably see it on That's one of the, the one where you've got to be quiet or the whoever will come and get you. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't remember themes like that before, so there are still fresh ideas out there. I just wanted to... No, you know, those are good. Everything old is new again, trying to stay with the theme. Okay. Exactly. So so check those out. I mean, we've given you a, a good bunch of ideas. Now, my thought is that was the clip was from the 1953 uh, House of Wax, which was, by the way, in 3D, and Vincent Price was uh, starring in that. It was horrifying at the time. It set a trend... Uh, and a little bit more of a trend went a different way, uh, but the bottom line is haunted house movies. I have not seen one of those, a new one, since like 1980. How many horror? Yeah, uh, but that's that was then. 1980. You right. know what I mean? That right. was not it. Yeah. Uh, haunted house movies. Now, back in the day, in the 50s and 60s, those were the craze. I think it's time to get back into that. Like you talk about new ideas with the Quiet, Quiet Place and the uh, the Babadook. Babadook. Um, those are great movies, great new ideas. They didn't or yet start a, a genre as Halloween, the movie Halloween did, uh, right. or Halloween perfected it and then people tried to imitate it. I think at this point we've got to take a look at haunted house movies. Listen to this one. You check this one out called House on Haunted Hill. When it was advertised, they said, "Do not tell your friends." The ending. I'm Vincent Price, and you're invited to my party in the house on Haunted Hill, where so far the ghosts have murdered only seven people. So won't you come and make it eight? You'll see human heads without bodies, mysterious pools of blood dripping from the ceiling. The walls move slowly in against you. Don't try to escape, you can't. The ghosts are waiting, so won't you join me in the house on Haunted Hill? Hooray. 
or you'll be late for your own funeral. <laughs> it sounds like homeowner problems, right? You got this mysterious pool of blood dripping from your ceiling. The walls are moving in. It's, you know, you own a home. This is going to happen, right? It's part <laughs> it's, of homeowner life. Sounds like that termite suggestion we had a few shows back of uh, <laughs> uh, <right>. possible movies. <laughs> Listen to this, though. When they promoted that movie in the theatrical le- uh, release, some theaters that showed the film rigged an elaborate pulley system near the theater's screen, which allowed a plastic skeleton to be flown over the audience during a corresponding scene late in the film. Oh, I love it. That's great. Isn't that crazy? And How did they did that in every theater? Only uh, select ones that were open to that. I say. Okay. Uh, so it was uh, huh. amazing. And by the way, the gimmick gimmickry uh, in this film was a huge success and Alfred Hitchcock took notice of the low budget film's performance at the box office and made his own low budget horror film, which later became Psycho. Wow. So it inspired Psycho. It's really a cool movie. Uh, I got to see you, that. You saw all of the, uh, or you heard from Vincent Price, all the things you're going to see. Remember, this is the heyday, the beginning. That was 1959, The House on Haunted Hill. So it was right. just, you know, in the Starting heyday. to take off. And yeah. I'm not going to tell you the ending, because uh, I've won't. seen it. I, I love it. it. Well, they told you not to tell your friend the ending, correct, right? Okay. Correct. Okay. It, it's, it's, um, it's not as horrifying as you think, but it is, you know, because it's, now, so many years later. Sure. But look at what that's all about. Uh, okay. You'll enjoy 1963, The Haunting. My name's Marquay, Dr. Marquay, a scientist interested in the supernatural, the unnatural, if you like. I came to Hill House to find the key to another world. Assisting me in this exploration of the unknown was Eleanor, who could look back into the past, and Theo, something of a witch who could see into the future. This is Luke who didn't believe in anything until evil, patient and waiting, made him change his mind. How about that? That's the haunting. It was it was well received. It was frightening to people. They're saying I'm reading uh, some of the reviews here. Uh, so it was a um, a movie that you really need to uh, to take a look at. In Houston, a local cinema produced the film as as so chilling that it held a contest to see which of the four patrons in the audience, because there's four lead characters in this movie. I guess where the number four comes from, could sit all the way through a midnight screening, and if you could. You won a hundred dollars. Whoa! If you sat through what? this movie all the way through at midnight, that's how scary they thought it was at the time. The oh, haunting. That's crazy. Isn't Can that... you imagine them doing that today? Um, everyone would stay. Oh, oh yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> uh, Julie Harris, if you remember her, yeah, I do. Uh, starred in that. Sure. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. But it was wow. only for, they, they announced for four people. I don't know how they announced or because like, it was four lead women in that movie. Right, so I don't. Right. They try to connect it in some way. I don't know how that huh. worked, but. What Maybe else you have? You have some, other, you have some other good ones. That's There's good. One. That's two. The like Legend it. of Hell House, 1973. So Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, mutilation. How did it end? If it had ended, we would not be here. Remember that or recognize that voice? Roddy McDowell from yes. uh, Planet of the Apes, among many, many other movies. Yes, he was in the middle of the Planet of the Apes, uh, just towards the end, actually, because Planet of the Apes was 68, and then there was another one, 70 and 72. This is 73, hmm. The Legend of Hell House. I remember seeing this one with my brother. Really? And wow. it's one of the last... Uh, haunted house, haunted house themed movies. movies. Okay. Yeah, and the 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 ad was for the sake of your sanity, pray it isn't true. 
For the sake of your sanity. Yes. And do you hear the way how serious Roddy yeah. McDowell plays it? And you yes. know that, I mean, it, it was... Um, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> right, exactly. We wouldn't be here, darling. Don't ask me that question. Uh, it, it's a, it's another one that is worth a, a view with the lights down and you take a look at the legend of Hell House and see if these people can survive the night. That's basically it. Uh, and it's not the usual ghost story. It has a uh, a few things then in there that will curl your hair. Ah, my hair's already say. curly. Maybe it'll straighten my yes, hair. Yes, I'm telling you. All right, I'll, it's, I'll uh, try it. It's bumping the night. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a great one. Now, any uh, closing thoughts, any ideas of, of movies that, that you would suggest or things to do? I love when you oh. throw these questions out of your left field. <laughs> I'm completely unprepared for. Well, you rushed me. So, no, I'm kidding. But. I rushed you. No, I didn't. Let's see. How about a Star Trek reference? Yes. The please. Haunting, the 1963 film I spoke to you yeah. about with the the, the hundred dollar award. Uh, Leonard Nimoy had something to do with it. Directed no? by Robert Wise, who was known in back in the day for Assignment Mars or Assignment Earth, the science fiction movie. Was also he was also known for he directed um, that play. Um, on Broadway, uh, with the that one play they did on Broadway at that time. <laughs> so there's you're saying there's a Star Trek. Where's the Star he, Trek? Besides that, he did Some, Star Trek, the motion picture. He directed it. There it is. Knew nothing about Star Trek. Dived, dove in, ruined the franchise, almost killed the franchise. <laughs> so he is a horrifying figure. So was that in movie? He, was a Star Trek movie he directed also a horror movie? It, it, it turned out to be a horror for every science fiction and Star Trek fan in existence. Why was that? Why? Why was that so horrible? Why did he mess up like that? Well, um, he he really didn't know anything about Star Trek. He called the phasers uh, uh, pistols and and you know uh, guns, and he he thought. Uh, he didn't recognize the cerebral nature of what it was, and he didn't know how to move a movie, a science fiction movie, along. He let si- and he was in the world of developing special effects, so he allowed special effects to dominate the movie. Hmm. And all they did, if you remember, the movie was go through this cloud to get to the the entity that was challenging, you know, the the Earth. And it took a good half hour for the ship to get through. It was so boring, so and he didn't know the characters. How do you not know if you don't know the original cast? How are you directing the movie? You don't even know the characters. Yeah, that's not good. Um, Steven Spielberg's now doing that Broadway play that I'm talking about. Um, I'm trying to think of it. It's it's the one where the kids are fighting each other, the gangs are fighting each other. Oh, I know um, what you mean. Oh, from a long time ago. The heck is the name of that? I know what you mean, though. But, I can't think of yeah, it either. But yeah, he's, All right, so cl- let me give you two closing yes. thoughts. The takeaways from this show for me, one is we're going to do like a Mystery Science 3000 on one of the movies we talked about on YouTube. And the other thing is we need more movies with ray guns. Exactly. Uh, besides that, I suggest you go back to Halloween 78. I spent eight years trying to reach him. Happy Halloween. And then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Halloween. The night he came home. Horrifying. We'll be back next week on Everything Old is New Again to discuss more things entertainment, pop culture. You've been listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's pop culture entertainment talk show. Find us on the web at everythingoldisnewagain.biz. That's .biz. Yes.
see you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.